Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Wine with Lee and Noel, the wine star. And that's wine, W-I-N-E, because we never whine about wine. No, why would you? Unless we're out of it. No, well, that's true. Then you whine loudly, and then I'll bring you some. Exactly. Or I get down to Certix right away, which is in Minneapolis, East Hennepin and University, Northeast Minneapolis, right? Right. And if you're not in Minnesota, we're at Certix.com, S-U-R-D-Y-K-S.com. I like that, because we're all over the place. We're on the iHeartRadio app now with uh, Wine with Lee and Noel Star, where we talk about the top three wines of the week. Listen to past episodes, too, because all these wines are great, and I love mm-hmm. learning about them. So let's start with the Bordeaux. Okay. so That's a white Bordeaux. It's a white Bordeaux, exactly. And, and not that I don't think people understand that that's true, but Bordeaux is obviously known for their red wines. But they happen to make fantastic, usually Sauvignon Blanc-based white wines. And this one is actually a blend. So it is 60% Sauvignon Blanc. Semillon, and 10% Muscadel. And what that means is if you're familiar with Sauvignon Blanc from other areas in the world, they can be really citrusy, very zesty, very um, snappy. And what French Sauvignon Blanc is is a little more refined, a little more elegant, not quite so high acid, but very clean and bright and a great wine now that we're smack starting August here in Minnesota. Okay, explain Bordeaux white and Bordeaux red, because I always think it's a red wine. Right, so Bordeaux is just the region, and the region itself can make white wines and red wines, and the white wines are going to be, it, it, oftentimes if you look at the front of the label, like this particular bottle, we have a picture of it up on our website, um, it's, it doesn't say white wine, but you're going to hold the bottle up and you're going to clearly see that it is not a red. Um, most of the houses um, that we carry the whites from do also make red wines. Um, it's just particular to know what particular varietals come from Bordeaux more, and that is going to be the Sauvignon Blanc the Semillon, and then occasionally you'll see Muscadel thrown in in a small amount to just sort of amp up all of the aromatics and the taste profile. Someday we want to go to that region, don't we? We want to go to all the regions, Lee. We're <laughs> going to do like Noel and Lee go wine world hunting. It's I gonna think be fun. we should. I think we should. Again, how do you pronounce it? La Fresnelle. Okay. Chateau La Fresnelle from Bordeaux. Okay, perfect. Okay, you know how much I love a Malbec, but have I had this rosé of Malbec? Well, you remember, Lee, we're just getting you into onto the rosé train. So we're working our way up to this one. So this is going to be one you're going to try in the next week. Um, and if you look at it, it's a very dark rosé. The color on it is um, substantially darker than most of the rosés coming out of France, certainly some from the U.S. But um, And what that means is that obviously Malbec, if you're familiar with the red wine, has a rich, dark, dense color to it when it's made as a red wine and that means those grape skins have a lot of color to them and when you make a rosé you're resting that pressed juice on the skins for as long as the winemaker so chooses so if it would have stayed on longer they would have turned this into the regular malbec so it's the same juice coming from the same grape malbec they're just pulling this off of the time it's resting on the skin much sooner which then only gives it this 
shading of red, but in this case, a good enough color. It's pretty dark, and um, if you kind of closed your eyes, and I bet you didn't cool, you didn't chill it down, you might you might pick up more of a, a red wine feel to it. So this is a great wine for people who think they only like red wine. And and who is this now that makes this? So this is this is this is Creos is the is the is the name of the bottling. It's made by Susanna Balbo, and she is infamous in Argentina as being one of the pioneering female winemakers and just winemakers in general general for that region. She has done so much to um, move forward South American wines into uh, mass consumption here in the United States and around the world. Well, we'll recap the top three wines coming up. Okay, let's get to our Minnesota um, family, the Peterson family. Um, Not from Minnesota. I thought they were. Mm-mm. No, all, the last name wait a minute. sound like they would be. I know. Aren't all Petersons from Minnesota? <laughs> You you might be you might be mistaken because of the Peterson, but no, actually, I believe I remember asking Fred if he had any Minnesota connections, and he said no. He's I, he had some funny. He's like a Swedish Italian or something like that. I, I, it was funny how he said it, but no, no Minnesota connection. But um, has had a long connection with us here at Certix. Uh, over twenty years, we've worked with their winery exclusively here in Minnesota. Okay, and this is the bottle uh, zero manipulation that has mm-hmm. the jackalope on it. Yep, he's got the jackalope on the front. Um, what what Fred Peterson, who is the wine grower now, and his son, Jamie, who is the actual winemaker, do, they call this wine zero manipulation because what they're trying to do is not alter what's happening in the vineyard. They're not taking this little – so what's cool about this is um, there are certain wines in the world that are produced every year, no matter what the vintage uh, was, whatever the the weather was. um, It's made by the winemaker to be consistent year after year after year. What Peterson chooses to do is sort of more of an old-school European way of winemaking, which is you let the vineyard show you what it wants to be that particular year. So this 2013, um, even though the grapes are coming from the same vineyard than they did from previous vintages, it may not taste exactly the same because they're just letting whatever the sun and the soil and nature do to the grapes, they're letting that happen, and they're just guiding it into becoming a wine and then bottling. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, it is one of my favorite wines. I always, mm-hmm. whenever you guys have a sale, I always stock up on that one for sure. Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. A recap, our top three wines okay. of the week. All right. So the first is the White Bordeaux Chateau Lafrenelle. The second is the Rosé of Malbec from Creos in Argentina. And the third is Zero Manipulation, the Red Blend coming from uh, Mendocino from Peterson Family Vineyards. Okay. Um, those are the top three wines of the week. I do have one little topic that I heard this news story this week. Yeah. That people do not develop a taste for wine until the age of 29. You know, that's interesting. <clears throat> that's a really interesting I think I, I I think I followed that. I mean, I'm now I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I think there, you know, there. I think here's here's what I think it is like, especially for us in the United States, and I think we're going to see this. Um, this is my pure, this is not scientific. This is purely my opinion. But I feel like I was raised in a home in the '80s that nobody drank wine. Like they're just we weren't that my parents weren't wine drinkers, and so I was never exposed to it. And so when I started drinking wine in my, you know, early 20s, my palate had zero um, introduction to wine. And so what tasted better to me were the things I was already drinking, which were sweeter and fruitier. So you start with those wines, then you kind of gradually start to build your palate from there. So that makes sense to me. Um, 
I think that's changing a little bit now. I do think more people are drinking on the American table, are drinking wine more regularly at home. And their children are probably not that their children are drinking, but their children are seeing it and they're being uh-huh. exposed to it a little bit yeah. more. And so maybe that's going to, maybe that'll expedite that palate building a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's a, it's an interesting thing, and I think that might be unique to the United States. Think about beer. I was drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon when I was younger. Now it's a hoppy, <laughs> hoppy, hoppy beer. Right? So, yeah, your palate's totally moved, removed on. You know, and it's funny, too. The other thing we were talking about is how when I was leaving college, you know, wine was the natural thing for people to start feeling like they were grown up and drinking. I think in light of the movement of local um, distilleries and um beer, craft brew houses that are around, people are getting exposed to a wider variety of alcoholic beverages than just wine. So, like, I see a lot of kids who are, I say kids, that's because I could be their mother, but, like, I see these mid-20s who are drinking whiskeys and gins, and they're not just, like, drinking them because they want something, like, to get loaded on. They're literally looking for these craft small, you know, bottlings. And so I think it's just a their experience. There, there's there's a wider available product out there, and stuff's being made locally and more in a in a unique and small scale style, and that's really appealing to our drinker today. Yeah, and that being said, the week we're doing this uh, top three wine podcast, mm-hmm. you guys have the local fair sale going on at Certix East Hennepin University in Northeast Minneapolis. Tell me quickly yeah. about that. So it starts August 2nd, runs through the 12th, and it's all local made products that we carry in our store are going to be at least, uh, are up to 20% off. That's beer, spirits, wine that goes into our cheese shop, all of the um, honeys, meats, cheeses, uh, products that we carry in our cheese shop are going to be on sale as well. So, and you know, it's funny, like it has, that has really been the booming industry I have seen in both the cheese shop and the the, the liquor and wine store. Um, local made things are just taking off like crazy and there's a great opportunity to taste some fun stuff that's happening here in Minnesota. Yep. And the best part of the cheese shop at Certix? Get to try before you try buy. Try before you buy. <laughs> Why That's is great. Lee in the cheese shop again? <laughs> yeah, Lee is lurking in the cheese shop. We're just going to put you in a, a we're going to give you the, the chef coat and the cheesemonger hat. And make I you go love work. that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wine with Lee and Noel, the wine star. We'll have another episode next week. Thank you, um, Noel. Yeah. Thanks, Lee. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great wine weekend. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.